It takes seven times for a potential customer to see the same message before they will even be provoked to buy your product. Consistency over long periods of time and repetition is your friend. Hey, you're listening to The Shiro Show. I'm Kelsey, your host and marketing mentor. I got my start in business rebranding my family's seasonal fireworks stand, naming it Titty Titty Bang Bang. After being undervalued as a nine to fiver in corporate, I started Shiro's in 2018. Since then, I've built an online and in-person community of thousands of female founders, worked with hundreds of clients, and learned a few hard lessons along the way. Think of this podcast as free and less intimidating business school where you can steal my MBA knowledge to get effective and applicable strategies without the huge price tag. Tune in each week for raw conversations about life and lessons in entrepreneurship with myself and trusted guest experts that will help you scale your business without sacrificing your life in the process. So grab a coffee or a glass of wine and get ready to dive in. Hello, and welcome back to The Shiro Show. Today, I am going to talk about a hot-button subject, which is you need to stop blaming the marketing department for your lack of sales. Now, I don't know if you have a marketing department. I don't know if you pay an agency or a consultant to support you with your marketing, but you need to stop pointing fingers at us marketers, because we are not always the problem. And even if we are the problem, there are some things that you can kind of look into before pointing fingers and being like, okay, this investment was completely a waste. Marketing is seriously always the first to blame if sales drop. And it's also the first thing to get cut from the budget. But here's the problem. Marketing is essential in your business in order to generate sales. And there could be so many other things contributing to your lack of sales. Marketing is probably not the problem. So here are some things that could potentially be contributing to your lack of sales. Things like a hard-to-use website, bad sales tactics in your sales calls, a lack of follow-up from leads that fill out the inquiry form and they're just not converting or not hopping on a sales call, whatever your sales process looks like not retargeting those people that showed interest in what it was that you have to offer, a less than appealing call to action with the link in your bio. So if you don't have some way to gather leads like an opt-in of some sort, then what is the purpose of somebody raising their hand and showing interest to work with you? Broken links, a product that your ideal client avatar is not interested in in the first place. And hello, a recession. We are in the midst and people are absolutely pulling back on spending. 
But that doesn't mean that you should pull back on your marketing because the people who show up consistently during this time are going to be the ones that people remember and recall when they go to buy the product, when they have the money to do so. So let's discuss two of the biggest misunderstandings that I see people have about marketing and why you might be pointing the finger at the wrong person. Number one is time. If you are truly invested in your marketing, then you need to understand that you are invested in the long game. Something that I always tell my clients when we start working together is that what we're doing is a marathon and not a sprint. There is no such thing as overnight success in business. A six pack of abs was not built by going to the gym for one time. We are truly in this together and we are going to test different things to see what works best for your audience. That is the definition of marketing is testing, seeing what happens, and then trying again. If you just started something new, and even if it's been like a week or a month, I am going to tell you that you still need to give it more time unless it's like a complete like silence. You're not hearing anything from whatever it is that you're testing. Let's say you're testing this new way of showing up on your reels or your Instagram stories and like you're hearing crickets, then okay, that's like a telltale sign. But if it's like gaining momentum, then you need to give it more time. With marketing, it's most telling when you're able to look back at a period of time that is like three months, six months, or even a year to see the progress that you've made. It's up and down in between. So looking at the average growth over that period of time is what you should look back on versus like week over week, month over month, because there are ups and downs. It's a marathon. Like I said, you're going to have one mile that feels great and one mile that feels like absolute shit. So I urge you to give your marketing a genuine effort before calling it quits or calling it a total waste of time. The goal here is ultimately to build awareness of your brand. That is the definition of marketing. And that requires you to show up regularly and put content or advertisements out into the world on a regular and consistent basis. So if you are thinking back to like, okay, how many times did I actually utilize my Instagram stories or how many posts did I share over the period of 90 days? And you're like, oh, I only actually like posted to my stories five times and I posted on my Instagram feed 10 times. That is not enough. That is not enough. And you need to recognize your shortcomings. So the rule of thumb in marketing is that it takes seven times for a potential customer to see the same message before they will even be provoked to buy your product. Consistency over long periods of time and repetition 
is your friend. Okay, now let's talk about the second biggest complaint that I hear the most, and that is lack of results. However, depending on the medium that you are using, results can be very vague. I'm going to give you two different examples that are on the opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to measuring ROI. The first is let's look at an influencer style event that you're going to host. Let's say that you are a gym and you are entering into a new market. And so you invite a hundred micro influencers that are within the health and fitness industry within a 50 mile radius of your gym before you host your grand opening. Let's say you deck them out in swag, you host like a really fun party gathering for them with like activities and whatever. And in return, they are required to share about their experience and tag your company. So how do you even tell if this event had a return on the investment that you made putting it all together and maybe paying those influencers to be there. The actual monetary return is going to take a bit longer than you expect and is probably going to be pretty hard to measure dollar for dollar. The true value of this event is generating awareness of your brand. You are having some of the biggest online influencers within your area tag and share about your company on their social media, probably to thousands of people, right? There's likely crossover in followers for some of these influencers. So let's say your ideal client is following multiple of the people who you have invited to this event. Your ideal client is going to feel FOMO, fear of missing out, that they didn't get to go to this event because it looked so fun. And they are going to be really, really excited for your grand reopening or whatever it is that you're building awareness for. It's going to be challenging, no doubt, to measure who is coming from where when you start opening up your gym for memberships or drop-ins or whatever it is that you're offering. Now, you can absolutely add a where did you find us from section to your inquiry or your application form, but some people probably are not going to remember or put down exactly where they found you. They might just say social media in general. This doesn't mean that your influencer event didn't work. It absolutely did because it gained awareness of your business you're probably going to see an increase in your follower count, an increase in website taps, an increase in people who are watching your stories for that weekend specifically. The ROI just may not be perfectly trackable, but that doesn't mean that there's not a return. There is a return. People are going to be excited for your grand opening. They're going to be chomping at the bit to come and get in the space that all of those influencers came and got to try. All right, now let's look at the flip side. Let's look at digital ads because digital ads are very trackable. You can track almost 
everything and you can see where people came to your website from, especially if you're using custom links in the ads. With digital ads, you can also see a direct return on investment because you can see, all right, I spent $1,000 and that generated me 100 leads on Facebook and on Instagram. That means per lead, you paid $10. Let's just say that you're charging $500 per month for whatever your services are, and you have about a 30% conversion rate from lead generated to client. That means you just made $15,000 off of $1,000 ad spend. So you're pocketing $14,000. That is a 1,500% return on investment. I am giving you these two examples to show you how vast the measurement of ROI can vary in your marketing. There are different marketing mediums that may work best for your business and not for somebody else. Lucky for you, I am well-versed in both digital and traditional marketing. And this is kind of my secret weapon because while a lot of what we talk about on Instagram is social media marketing driven, I am able to whip out these little tidbits and things that I've already done in the past to help expand the minds of my clients to see some potential opportunities that they may be able to pursue to amplify their awareness even further. I'll give you a quick additional example here. I have a client that's a realtor and she wanted to do a client appreciation event. And so I was like, oh my gosh, how cute would it be to do these little charcuterie boards? And so I sent her this local gal who makes charcuterie. And so she ended up creating these really cute heart-shaped charcuterie boards and engraved her logo into them and then dropped them off to her clients. Her clients, of course, shared like, oh my gosh, how cute. This is so nice of my realtor. Like she helped us buy a house two years ago and she's still showing us how much she appreciates us. That while she paid money to get those boards made, her clients are doing the heavy lifting and sharing the good word about my client to build even more awareness and maybe even bring new people who don't know of her over into her online ozone. That is so worthwhile. So even though you're spending money and the results are not perfectly trackable, that does not mean that the effort wasn't worth it. So before you start blaming the marketing department for your lack of sales, make sure that you understand that everything else that's going on, what else could be contributing factors to the lack of your sales? If you truly think marketing is indeed the problem, you can start to uncover what that might be that's leading to the lack of your sales. 
If you need help uncovering or looking into this, seeing maybe let's do a digital audit, what's going on, I can absolutely help you with that in my strategic advisory consulting package. I hope that this was helpful for you. And I hope that this also kind of reset the expectations of what you can expect from your marketing. If you're needing some fresh eyes on your brand and need help building a recognizable digital storefront for it, you know where to find me. I would be more than happy to advise you to help you increase your impact. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to The She Rose Show, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to The Shiro Show. Don't forget to check out the show notes for any links and mentions in today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear it. Please take a few moments to leave a five-star rating or review. It would mean the world to me and it'll help us get this podcast into the ears of other people just like you. If you just can't get enough, I'd love to hang out with you on Instagram at WeAreSheroes. Come say hey. I will see you next week on The Shiro Show.